Welcome back to DM Nastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm your host, DM Neil, aka Jote Moniac, and today we have another superset for you. We've been gone, but we're back. Don't worry. We're in the gym lifting the mental weights with holidays and cons all around us. We are ready to go once again. So today we are hearkening back to DM Nastics entitled All the Small Things. True care, true brings. But this one is looking at smaller races as it was inspired by the world of Redwall that Mouse Guard is set in. And so I grabbed some pictures, set it all up, and that's what we have. So we're taking a look at some alternate races that we could toss into our games as NPCs, PCs, or anything in between. But with that, let's get to the exercise already in progress. Well, I think that's smashing. Most of the images are from Redwall, which is amazing as well. So for this one, I went ahead and found a lot of the images from Redwall. And I don't know who the artist is, but their initials are JJ. And I theorize that it's Janis Joplin, but mm-hmm. I really don't think that's that that's the truth. Oh, no, I'm, I'm absolutely positive that's who it is. Yeah. But if it is the truth, <laughs> consider my mind blown. <laughs> Yeah, but rather than just be mice, a lot of the ones I found were... I'm actually surprised at the number of different animals that I found. Because we've got otter, we've got what looks like a badger in like full plate armor, mm-hmm. a fox, another yeah. otter, all kinds of stuff. Redwall definitely goes for a bit more of just lots of different small creatures and kind of has a big fantasy kingdom, you know, world, whatever, involving lots of small rodents. Whereas, like, something like Mouse Guard, it's pretty much exclusively mice, and that's it. So the Redwall setting has a lot more kind of interesting, different types of animals that you see in a lot of the art like that. Definitely. So, speaking of which... Well, that's a terrible segue, but we'll keep it. Which one from the forum (laughs) did you want to highlight? Well, I really liked uh, the second post that was on the thread. The second reply, I should say, on the thread by user Never. He posted a really kind of very short, kind of not terribly long, but a little backstory for a character that that he had made that was basically a little bit of the setup, I guess, the original thread that kind of got it going or the original hook that the first person made was that there was a little burrow that was overrun with veggie pygmies and a couple of, well, there was a mouse and a badger, or I should say a squirrel and a badger, not a mouse, were kind of on the hunt trying to take out these veggie pygmies. So user never responded to that story by introducing Dolores, who had also been observing kind of on her own, been scouting these veggie pygmies, kind of watching this terrible destruction that they've been causing and trying to kind of take it into her own hands And then realizing that one of the rodents that she's been kind of following, I believe it is the squirrel, was her ex-boyfriend, which was kind of an interesting (laughs) plot twist that I did not see coming. So she's actually a squirrel herself. I should say the art that never used was out of a squirrel with a spyglass, which is very interesting, very, very cute. But yeah, so I, (laughs) I, I like that little bit of like personal drama and romance introduced into this kind of just light fantasy little adventure hook. Definitely. And looking at all these pictures, it immediately makes me think of childhood movies like Fifle Goes West mm-hmm. or like Secrets the of Secret Nim. of Nim. Yeah, which yeah. is that, such a 
terribly oh, scary movie. It's great. <laughs> but uh, thinking back on it, I'm like, man, I don't know that we should have watched that as children. That thing is terrifying. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of the imagery here makes me think of those. And yeah. Which now we have to go watch it. A lot of those stories, like Nim and uh, like Watership Down, like those kind of mm-hmm. a little bit darker movies that focus on rodents or other small creatures. Like they, they do a good job of capturing the like, yes, kind of whimsical and, you know, and, and lighthearted because these are small creatures and they, you know, they live in this big world, but yet it's the dangers that they're constantly facing because they are so small and something mundane to like a human is absolutely terrifying to a tiny rodent. Definitely. We should also go watch rescuers down under, but yes. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go watch that right now. Yep. So my pick from the limited picks that I could choose is from Blake Ryan, who did probably my favorite piece of the imagery, which I had already mentioned was a badger in like full plate armor, holding the equivalent of like a bastard sword and just ready to go. Mm-hmm. And he named him none other than Duncan Biscuit, <laughs> whose special attack is a headbutt or pommel smash, then poke eyes out with knitting needles. So good. Duncan does not mess around. No, not at all. <laughs> oh. Also, he enjoys knitting at the end of the day to help him wind down. But oddly enough, everything he makes is the color red. What? <laughs> what? No. But yeah, no, it was just such a great backstory for someone who looks happy. You should also mention the uh, the safe haven that Duncan ended up at. That's a nice little touch as well. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so he ended up at the McNugget Family Tavern and Restaurant. It's beautiful. Such a oh. nice touch. Yep. Well, that's about it for the ones that we could play off of. So we're going to have to go ahead and lift the mental weights right now. (sighs) All right. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. Do you want me to start? Would you like to start? I don't know. Did you already have one picked out? Yeah, sure. I think I've got an idea for something. Okay. Using like some of the art that's kind of available. Like I know it's going to be kind of hard to to paint this. I'll, I'll do my best to describe it. But the very first picture that you posted in this thread was this very kind of young looking mouse he's got a a little buckler and a a sword and he's kind of using his buckler as protection from arrows looks like that are raining down on him kind of got a little bit of a trying to think of what he reminds me of he's got a little blonde tuft you know of hair he's wearing a Mm -hmm. green like almost like a link you know like from legend of zelda type of like adventuring vibe which is kind of fun so i really like that art something that's kind of like a, a scrappy young little mouse adventure and being such a huge fan of Mouse Guard that I am, that, that kind of just naturally appeals to me. I'm like, ooh, little adventuring mice. Like, I like that. So the prompt that you gave was kind of asking about a character, uh, giving like a name, backstory, notable deed, special attack. So I'm going to go with, and this is this is, might be cheating a little bit. Uh, you, you can tell me if this is cheating just a okay. little bit. So I'm currently running a Mouse Guard campaign for some folks. Oh, you would be. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I have no perfect. idea why I invited you to this <laughs> this episode of all of them. Diving was so good. <laughs> I may borrow a little bit of inspiration from some of my uh, players here, but so I'm going to name my mouse. So this mouse is a little scrappy adventure mouse. His name is Kale, and he is kind of like a, a ranger, I could say. Like there's a troop mm. that goes around kind of 
patrolling the wilderness between little mouse settlements, making sure that, you know, people like, because it's dangerous for for mice traveling, especially during like the spring, during the summer. So just kind of making sure that people get to and from, you know, where they need to go safely, making sure that caravans get where they need to, trade happens and all that good stuff. But he's kind of a loner, like he kind of, you know, little bit of his own out in the in the wilderness but his most notable deed was that he saved a family from some vicious weasels that were trying to steal their cart full of food they were bakers that were trying to essentially taking a cart full of baked goods that they had made to the next town to sell and these weasels uh tried to steal it and so Kale jumped in and was able to drive them off and save the day. So he, that was kind of like, he's always been got a little bit of inflated ego ever since. Mm. And his special, special attack, I don't, I wouldn't say it's so much of an attack, but I would say like his special uh, aptitude that he has is that he's got a really good, uh, a good keen sense for the weather. Like he's very good at being able to kind of spot the weather early in the morning and kind of just get a good feel for Changes, subtle changes in the weather patterns and that kind of stuff. So that way, he, as being a ranger, he knows that if it's safe to travel during the day, if it's going to start raining. Because even something like raindrops could be fatal. Yeah, to, that's to what ice. I was going to say. So something like that like, is turned out to be a valuable life-saving skill for him. And not only for him, but for the people that he kind of watches over in the woods, you know, between my settlements. Oh, definitely. You blew my mind right now. Like, I, I mean, there's a lot of nuances to having characters that are that small <laughs> after watching all those other ones go watch honey i shrunk the kids but <laughs> just the fact that even simple weather i mean lately in the area that josh and i live in we've had some crazy rain but like as crazy as it is to us like it would be just traumatic experiences like a world ending the yeah. apocalypse Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, just thinking about that concept and what we would take for granted could be huge things for characters that are built in this kind of world. Yeah, I love that. Like, that's one of the things that I really love. I don't know why necessarily, but a lot of games, there's a lot of RPGs that kind of play into that. Uh, so, like, Mouse Guard obviously being one. There's another game that called The Warren that's kind of very similar, but it's based on rabbits. You're playing as rabbits uh, trying mm. to survive. Very Watership Down inspired. Like, that. those types of settings just really draw a lot of creativity out of me because I like the idea of something that's mundane and kind of just, you know, we take for granted as humans is something that's like totally terrifying and, you know, this huge scary thing for, for other creatures. So I'm a big fan of those types of stories. Definitely. So for my pick, I'm going to choose number nine, which is a rabbit wielding a sword while wearing a monocle. So good. <laughs> and um, for those who listen to the Sneak Attack podcast, it made me think of the Colonel. And so it I want him Colonel to be. Esque, yeah. Yeah. And I want to. So I'm going to call him the Corporal. And he just makes me think of like that same character if they all those characters from Sneak Attack got turned into animals. Like this is the epitome of that character. I also am always drawn into a, a lot of shows that have that grizzled veteran for some reason uh, that's the character i tend to like the most and that definitely this person gives the air of well let's see why would i say that this person so i looked up a name and i came up with one rather and i will call him Ramius. Ooh. and so he is a rabbit that has been in the guard of the king for many many years like that classic like no one really knows if he can do anything until he does everything ah uh, okay 
You know, and just like that air of not superiority, just like, this is what I have to do. I'm not going to step out of line. And then you know, and the castle is besieged. And now Ramius is going to town on whoever is attacking. And I want to say it's foxes. Yeah, I could. that definitely would make sense. Yes. And we could maybe talk about one here shortly who looks like a quite the evil character. Um, but before that, so special attack. I like how you twisted it a little bit. And rather than special attack, it could be maneuver or attribute or anything like that. And I want to say that he gives off that air that it's just not something that he would do. So it's almost as if every initial attack that he does is a surprise attack. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just he's able to just quick draw and then essentially the equivalent of a surprise attack whenever he starts combat. Mm-hmm. Because it's the assumption that this old rabbit can't do anything. Right. But then then you've been stabbed. And you're like, <laughs> Oh, he can <laughs> He's like the Yoda of the of the rabbits, you know. He's yes. like look at this little green little guy, he can't do anything. Yeah, then he did. <laughs> so how about we work together on number five, which looks like a fox who I would definitely classify as a rogue. Yeah, definitely. I mean, scoundrel is a much more apt word by the looks of this guy. But I mean, if you were going to have to put a class on it, it would definitely be rogue. Yeah, for sure. That little shiv that's just kind of small enough that it could be easily concealed. And his little cape that he's wearing kind of, even though he's wearing little brighter colors, definitely like could easily hide something, you know, and be pretty sneaky about it. So what would we want to name this? Fox. Hmm. How about something like maybe this may be a little too old fashioned, but it's like the first thing that popped in my head, something like Alistair or something like that. Yeah, I do like the longer name because it, I mean, like you said, he's got these flashy colors, and you know, and it makes me it makes me think of like this flourish, and then all of a sudden you get swindled out of all your gold or your, pur- right. your purse is cut, kind of thing. The fact that he's got such bright colors makes me think that he's not like the sneaky like. He, you know, I'm going to hide in the shadows because he's obviously wearing bright purple and, and yellow. <laughs> very specific shadows. Yeah, very yeah, specific. That's right. Very colorful shadows. I was thinking more maybe like, yeah, like the charlatan type, you know, like the swindler. He does uh, shows or performances that ultimately end up with him pocketing everybody's money, you know, or something like that. So that's why I was thinking like some kind of almost royalty sounding name, something like maybe maybe it's like that's not his real name. Maybe it's like a stage name or something that he gives out to, you know, that. He uses to try to trick people. Well, if we're going to try and tie the two together, I just had a great idea. It could be Alistair that somehow tricks or lets the foxes into like the king's throne. There you go. And then none other than Ramius has to stop the incursion. I like like that. I like that. I like it a lot. Let's do one more. All right. Which one would you like to choose, sir? I'm a big fan, and it's because it's kind of unusual. It's a bit out of the norm from what I'm used to. I really like like number two, which is the otter. Mm-hmm. It's an otter that's got like a spear. It's got a long piece of wood that's kind of sharpened into some kind of wooden spear. Uh, he's got a real like just a mean facial yeah. expression. I love it. And he's, but he's got these really cool like yellow robes on these like sleeveless yellow robe uh, with a hood. It's just something about it looks really cool. Like it actually reminds me of some kind of like a monk almost. Like I, instead of some kind of like fightery otter, I was thinking maybe he's some kind of like watery guardian or something. Like he's some kind of you know practicing monk or some kind of 
spiritual otter or something. Yeah. It makes me think of it. It's totally the exact same road. So I love that you chose this one. It makes me think of more of like a modern martial artist, almost mm-hmm. more of that Bruce Lee feel opposed to Shaolin monk. Right. And you know, cause it's almost like he's got like a really trendy hoodie, but it still gives off that feel that it's like he got the trendy hoodie at his monk like it, wherever he trained. Right. It's got these cool, like, swirly patterns that you can tell, like, on the inside of the robes, too. That's why it mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of something, like, watery, almost, you know. it it It's very evocative of some kind of, you know, elemental something, I think. Oh, I could see it being, like, the guardian, like you said, the guardian of a temple and whatever secrets lie within. And then it's, like, kind of way out on its own. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, a journey, a true journey, and it takes a lot of time to get there. And then you get there, and either you're good or you're bad, and you got to figure out how to get through this here otter who's about to mess you up. And I, I like that maybe he's because he's got like a kind of a nice scowl, like he's kind of got just the furrowed brow, like he looks real nasty. Like I could see him actually, you know, that instead of the stereotypical monk of like the, Oh, I'm very peaceful, but I'll fight you if I have to. Like maybe he's actually kind of like a, he's a good guy. Sure. But yet he's got like a bad temper, you know, about it. Like he's just kind of like no nonsense. Like, Oh, you're going to, you're here to come into my temple. Well, I'm going to beat the crap out of you. Like, you know, yeah. I just, I don't care. Yeah. Maybe he's just got like a mean streak, even though like he's protecting something good. Like he's just kind of no nonsense. I'm here to, I'll poke you with my cute little spear. Yep. <laughs> and I used my ever-changing book of names because it's the best. And I came up with the name of Tianak. Ooh. So I like that is, it. That is the name of our otter who is guarding a water temple. What is it one more time? Tianak. Tianak. Yep. T-I-A-N-A-K. I like it. It reminds me of... I'm not sure how familiar you are with this character. There's a Marvel Comics character, Karnak, who's a, he's a monk. Um, mm, yep. Okay. That's what it kind of... Tianak kind of reminds me of that. So, like, oh, the yeah. whole monk thing. I was like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. Yep. T- that totally works. I had, to, I had to remember what he looked like, but... <laughs> Not quite the same look. He's not quite otter no, no. looking, but uh, <laughs> the imme- the first one I looked up, he's got a hoodie on. So it's, yeah, I mean, the hoodie, like definitely though, for sure. Yep. Cool. Well, sir, I think we've done it, and once again, my mental muscles have stretched quite far with all of these oh, creatures. Burning. Yeah, creatures from another land, if you will. Did you enjoy that? Did you like that exercise? If you did, go ahead and head to Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice and leave us a five-star review if if you see fit. And of course, that will help us get in front of more people, help more people lift in the gym. And of course, if you want to email us, you can always do that at dmnastics at gmail.com. And of course, you can follow us at dmnastics, all lowercase, all one word on Twitter, or you can follow me at Jote Moniac, Jack of all trades, master of none, IAC. And of course, Celeste is at C. Conowich, and everything else on our network is at blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. Huge thank you to the Bards from Bombarded for our intro and outro music. You can check out everything from them at bombardedcast.com. With that, we're going to turn out the lights, head out of the gym. But before we go, as always, I want to implore you, the listener, to join the forums, the Discord, Twitter, anywhere you can find us and take part in these challenges, exercises, and other amazing conversations being had. And to do that, head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some DMnastics so your players don't ask, do you even lift?